is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We are live right now on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Carl Coulange for the Sports Hit List by the fans and for the fans. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this Wednesday afternoon. I am your host, Carl Coulange. Let's get right into it. Before we bring in our guests, I want to do some quick rundown of what's going on in sports right now. NHL, David Quinn from the uh, Rangers has been fired after three seasons. I know some of my hockey guys are pretty thrilled about that, seeing him go, considering the news that they had last week. So uh, such a shout out to my uh, hockey crew for that. Um, on today's show, we're going to be talking about the uh, NFL schedule. Week one is already out, and we got some leaks, so we're going to talk to the NFL guys and see what they think about the schedule. Um, I was talking to Rick earlier on today. It's I feel like it's Christmas uh, for NFL fans because everyone's excited about the schedule, and we'll see how that goes. We'll also talk about Tim Tebow and him to the Jaguars and how does that affect Colin Kaepernick. A lot of fans have been uh, a little upset about that and, and, and pretty much discussing how that's going to go along. Moving along to the NBA, what else we got a plan for you guys today? Um, the Russell Westbrook and his legacy. Uh, Ray Jarvis, special shout out to him from the great area, dropped his pod yesterday about uh, Russell Westbrook. So we definitely want to tap into that and see how that's covered and what people think. I know Andres has a, a very uh, disdain um, dislike for the Westbrook haters. So does Anthony Mullen. So we're going to see what he has to say about that. The play-in tournament is five days away. Currently right now in the Western Conference, the Memphis Grizzlies are at ninth, the Spurs are at 10th, the Lakers are at uh, the seventh seed, the Warriors are at the eighth seed. That's the matchup that looks really, really good that I think people may want to see the Lakers versus the Warriors. Hopefully it sticks and seeing the defending champions in a play-in situation where they may have to play two games just to get into the playoffs. On the Eastern Conference side, we have the Pacers at ninth, the Wizards at 10th, my Celtics at, at seventh and the Hornets at eighth. Honestly, the Celtics really blew it. Uh, they had the opportunity to capitalize and win two games against my, uh, Miami and the Miami Heat won. The Miami Heat are playing really well right now. They're clicking at the right time. Special shout out to them. And we also have the MLB. I have an MLB segment at the end of the show, which is going to be a surprise. I'm not telling my panel what's going to come on that show, but it's going to be a quick surprise for them to tune in. So make sure you watch that at the end of the show. So we're going to kick off with the um, NBA, then roll to the NFL. And then we have the MLB. So special shout out to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Thank you to Errol Marks and everyone there. Please make sure you download the app. Make sure you go onto the website. Um, you can also check it out on Apple Music, um, excuse me, Spotify and um, Apple Playlist. So today, before I begin today's show, I wanted to quickly touch upon the NBA playing tournament. Now, I was against the NBA playing tournament to begin with. I was a little against it because to me, it didn't make sense to have uh, two teams that are fighting to play in the playoff spot that you know they may end up losing anyway. What are the chances of an eight seed or a seven seed upsetting? But now as we get closer and closer to it, uh, I'm starting to warm up to it because you see a lot of teams playing harder just so they won't have to be into that seventh or eighth spot. I expected my team to be one of those teams to play, not to fight into the uh, seventh or eighth, but it hurt to see them not playing well. Clearly, yes, Jalen Brown is out, but it's also a next man up mentality. Um, I see the comments talking about the Knicks all day, um, but the Knicks could possibly be in that situation themselves. They dropped down to six after losing in the overtime to the Lakers last night. So um, again, I was against the play-in, but now I'm kind of warming up to it. And also you have the Lakers versus the Warriors. How entertaining would that be to see Steph Curry uh, against LeBron James in a play-in situation where, you know, you may have the Lakers having to play two games just to get in. So 
all of these interesting scenarios may play out for the playing tournament. And also now with the Lakers at seventh, could they be that first team to win, um, go all the way to the NBA finals at a, as a seventh or eighth seed? You know, there's so many storylines that go along with having that. So being that mind, my mentality is kind of shifting in that way of gearing and saying, you know what, maybe the play-in tournament may not be that bad. Uh, it's a way for the NBA to capitalize. They're, they're playing 10 less games. Um, and also it's a way to keep the fans intrigued. And it's also a way of competition for um, to compete for an actual playoff spot as opposed to that whole tanking mentality. I didn't want it because I didn't want my team to be in that situation, but clearly the Celtics don't care. So I'm not going to care. And that's how it's been for them all season. And people are thinking, well, why don't I care about the Celtics and how they're playing? It's because they want to have that mentality and not play well. Then it is what it is. As far as the Knicks are concerned, the Knicks are playing really well. Um, they lost last night. Yes, they did. But they're playing team chemistry and they're playing really well together. And I like to see how they play. Um, and seeing how Julius Randle is having an MVP caliber kind of season uh, goes to show the hard work. Tom Thibodeau having these guys. I believe Julius, Julius Randle lead, leads the league in minutes played this year. Um, he's playing great. We've seen the resurgence of Derrick Rose. Another a tad bit of news. Um, we have uh, James Harden is coming back tonight. Manny, I see you in the comments. I know the, the Nets fans are going crazy and they're pretty excited about that. So James Harden's coming back tonight. That'll be something to look forward to. Um, as I have my NBA guys, they'll be here coming on briefly. But as I said before, in the opening of the show, we got the NFL coming up. We have, we're going to talk about Tim Tebow and Colin Kaepernick. A lot of fans feel that, you know, how is Tim Tebow and even NFL players feel, how is Tim Tebow getting an opportunity to play. Um, how is Tim Tebow getting an opportunity to play, but Colin Kaepernick is still on the sidelines, not getting any form of opportunity. I've been talking to a lot of sports fans. One person told me, well, you know what? Tim Tebow is willing to change his position and play uh, tight end as opposed to playing quarterback. Will Colin Kaepernick be able to do that? Maybe that's why he doesn't have a job. So there are a lot of different factors that are going into the reasons why um, Colin Kaepernick, um, Tim Tebow signing. It's also nepotism and, and, and who he knows in Jacksonville. So those are all the different reasons why. Just give me one second sending out information but yeah we're going to get into that as well and as i said before we have my mlb team i have a big surprise for them i'm going to ask them a question on spot so let's see how they end up turning it out as i continue to wait for my contributors to come in and we talk about russell westbrook this whole thing about russell westbrook he passed oscar robinson for the most triple doubles all time but some people feel that russell westbrook is not a winner ray jarvis said on his podcast that russell westbrook is not a winner Let's see if we could dive in. We have that two-on-two -two debate. We have Anthony Mullen and Andres Rivas versus Mike Miller and, and, and Ray Jarvis as they're going to talk about Russell Westbrook and his legacy and what he has created. Do you care about the stats? Do you care about the individual accomplishments? Or do you want the team accomplishments? These are the debates that fans, sports fans have all the time, and they go back and forth about it. And it, 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 it doesn't seem to make any sense what they're doing. So, But as I was saying in, in terms of with the Russell Westbrook debate, it's something that people go back – back and forth with, um, what do you care most about? Do you care most about stats or do you care most about championships? That's one thing that goes back and forth. So we're going to get into that as I bring in my contributors for the Sports Hitless uh, NBA team. Mr. Ray Jarvis is coming in right now. Mr. Ray Jarvis, sir, how you doing? It's all good, man. Mr. Mike Miller, how you doing, man? What's yeah, up? Yeah. Chilling, man. Everything's great. So your places are in that play-in tournament. Uh, you know, what are your chances of you guys getting out and actually making the playoff spot? Not a comfortable feeling. Shouts out to our two-game winning streak, though. Thank you, Philly <laughs> and Cleveland. For letting us. Thank you. Um, but um, I, I do not feel comfortable playing the Wizards right now. They, they have my number the past week. They beat us twice. We should have beat them in OT. Damo had 20, 20, and 9. 
But um, I, I'm not that confident in it. I'm going to pick my team because it's a it's a toss up. But they, especially if Bradley Bills hampered with that hamstring, oh, I definitely am picking us to beat them. <laughs> uh, Mr. Jarvis, sir, are you concerned? Are you are you concerned about your Lakers being in that seventh spot? No. Not at all. So would your team? So so you're saying your team's going to be the first team to be in the seventh or eighth spot to make it to the finals and actually win it? Absolutely. There's no there's no team in the West that I'm afraid of. There's no team in the West that you can look at and say it's a world beater. You also take into account that this is not your typical home court advantage situation when there's about 25 percent capacity in these arenas. Some of them can get loud, but it, it it's not going to be the. It's almost bubble adjacent. You know what I mean? limited amount of people, limited home court advantage. Essentially, the, the basketball will speak the loudest yet again in the playoffs. And if you tell me I have a healthy AD, healthy LeBron James, I'm going to take my chances with that team, you know? Like, people getting crazy about the Lakers, and it's like, we, we, we can't pretend as if injuries aren't the reason we're in the spot we're in right now. We were, I think, the second seed when things went left, injury-wise. So for me, to start acting brand new, like, like, like the Lakers are sorry all of a sudden. That's nonsense. We'll get healthy. We'll be in the finals. All right. Mr. Andres, Mr. Numbers is here. How you doing, sir? Welcome to the panel. What's going on, my brother? I'm doing fantastic. To God be the glory. You know, I'm blessed. I'm thankful for everything in my life right now. So can't really complain. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Amen to that. So today we are here to talk about Russell Westbrook and his legacy. Uh, my good brother, Mr. Ray Jarvis, uh, dropped his video yesterday. Um, and he discussed how Russell Westbrook is not a winner. And I know how, um, Mr. Numbers, how you feel about Russell Westbrook. I know how Mike feels about Russell Westbrook. I know how Anthony, who should be on his way, how he feels about Russell Westbrook and Ray Jarvis. So I figured let's do a follow-up to Ray Jarvis's uh, video. Um, Andres, what were your thoughts when you saw it? Um, well, first of all, Ray produces great content. So if you want to check out the gray area, um, you should do that. And check out the Rev, um, Roundtable Community Podcast. You know, I know I'm promoting his podcast, but, you know, that's what we but do here. That's, that's, that's what that's what family's for. <laughs> that, that's what family's for. We show love to everyone. Um, but it was it was a great video, you know, especially because like when Ray breaks down certain things in his videos, he knows what he's talking about. He's not some um, excuse my language, but not some dumb uh, some dumb person from TV because um, nowadays we have a lot of analysts on TV that think they know what they're talking about. But unfortunately, I've said this in the past. Um, NBA discourse is literally dying because everything is about narratives. Everything is about agendas. Everything is about um, what did player A, B, and C do this night? Is his legacy on the, on the line? Um, when it comes to Russell Westbrook, they literally asked him about the triple-double stuff and, like, how he felt about it and how um, a, lot of, a lot of commentators were talking about that he's not a winner and stuff. And Russell Westbrook, in the nicest way possible, he was literally telling reporters, listen, I come from Compton. Like, I got it out of the mud. Like, I'm already successful in life. You know, like, if my wife is happy – if my kids are happy, then I'm happy. Like, that's the only thing that matters. I know I know a lot of people are going to say, okay, but basketball-wise, we're talking basketball, this and that. But it's just like, if Russell Westbrook is happy with his legacy of, of, of being a successful African-American man in the NBA and getting his family out the mud and being someone in life and being a role model for all these kids, then he's going to sleep just fine at night. So even though the video was a great breakout, I disagree with it completely because um, – the stats show that Russell Westbrook is a winner when he has a triple-double. And in the 2017 MVP season, when Russell Westbrook had a triple-double, the, the Thunder went 33-9, and and when he didn't, they went 14-16. and So they had a better possibility of winning a game when he had a triple-double. Um, 
as far as as far as his legacy goes, I mean, like I said, I've said this in the past. I've said it on my podcast. Everything in life is easy. Everything in life is hard until someone makes it look easy. You know, Carl. So for you, maybe editing videos is easy because you've done it every single day, right? And you've gotten good at your craft. And people say, "Oh, this is a great um, promo video," or "This is a great YouTube video." When Russell Westbrook started getting triple doubles, everyone was like, "Damn, this kid is doing this every night." And then he started getting more and more and more, and everyone was like, "Nah, let's break it down." So. The narrative with that was that he's stealing um, rebounds from Stephen Adams. And surely right now, Stephen Adams is the leading rebounder in the league. Well, he's not. He doesn't average even 10 rebounds a game. So shout out to Ray for his video and his podcast and what he does. But I have to do a 180 and disagree with the statement. Ray, what are your thoughts? It's funny that we, when people in athletics usually go to their family first and their personal lives and say that they're content is usually people who don't have either playoff success or rings. So they have to hit you with the justification that I'm a millionaire, my life is good, I got it out the mud, so on and so forth. If Russell Westbrook had been a three-time world champion, you would have never heard that bar when he got the triple-double accolade. When I say he's not a winner, we not, and I said it in the video, and it's like, you know, Mr. Numbers, you, you watched the video, you heard what I said. Do not run to the win-loss record in triple-double games because we're not talking about that. And I said this to Carl in the past, and I'm going to say it again on this live. We do not have the right via NBA discourse, because you're right, NBA discourse is dead, to try to lump in superstar players with Joe Schmoes. The rules are not the same for the superstars. When you are promoted a certain way, when you get a certain type of coverage, when you win an MVP, right? The expectations of you as a player is not the same. When you're on that level, we expect at least a playoff series win. And then beyond that, maybe two series. Beyond that, a finals appearance. Beyond that, a championship. Throughout this post-KD run from Russell Westbrook, he hasn't done any of these things except one playoff series win when he was the second option on James Harden's team, the guy who should have gotten the MVP of the year, he won it. So if you tell... To use my bar from the past, Russell Westbrook, the solo act sans KD has been a failure because he hasn't won a series. And in fact, when he led the league in usage percentage, I always talk about this, that year in the first triple-double season, what did he shoot? He shot like 41% from the field. So if you tell him you dominating the ball and the other aspects of efficiency, you're not very efficient now. You can't shoot the ball that well from the mid-range. You can't shoot the ball that well from three and you're dominating the ball. Yes, you are providing things for your team, but at the same time, you negate them when the competition is the highest, which is the playoffs. In the playoffs, everything for Russell Westbrook in certain degrees goes down as far as efficiency. He doesn't shoot as well. He doesn't make the best decisions. And in fact, we saw the Lakers just a year ago. They didn't treat Westbrook like a superstar. They said, Russell, in fact, you beat us. And what did he do? He kept shooting the Rockets completely out of the series. So we got to stop talking about stats. It's not about the stats. What I'm saying is when I look at Russell Westbrook, in the triple-double, I don't give a damn. How are you helping your teams win championships? Russell, superstar, former MVP. That is the question. You know, we talk, matter of fact, I'm going to wait. I'm not, I got another bar, but I'm waiting for Anthony to come on because I know what he's going to try to do. But the fact remains is this. He hasn't gotten it done, and oh, no. I'm not here to, to hold up Russ anymore. We're not doing that. Y'all could try, but I'm not doing it. All right. Joining us is the president of the Laker Nation, Brooklyn Division, social media extraordinaire for the sports hit list, Mr. Anthony Magic Mullen. Anthony, how you doing, sir? 
Great as always. Great as always. Great as always. So uh, <laughs> we're entertaining that conversation about the legacy of Russell Westbrook. Um, Andre said, said, said what you need to say. Ray Jarvis said what you need to say. I'm sure you saw his video. And now I'm going to ask you, what are your thoughts here? My thoughts is it, it's so funny that, you know, people want to be so stuck on this, you know, efficiency and, oh, he's not efficient and this, okay. What, what, what about everything else that he does? Like, just because he isn't an efficient shooter, and he's not that horrible, He but just because he's an inefficient shooter in certain aspects that everything else is just negated? No, the whole, every, the whole total package, everything matters. Let's talk about somebody who was inefficient. Let's look at Kobe Bryant, somebody I, I've lived through through 20 years or whatever the case may be. Look at his efficiency numbers. It, it, it's not that great, but guess what? He was a great player because of his effectiveness once he had the team around him, which is what Westbrook didn't have once they got rid of Harden and then once KD left. He's never had a, a, a top-notch team that was expected to win a championship or anything like that. Okay, let's also look at, again, what he's doing. The, uh, Ray wants to talk about he's not a winner. Oh, again, every time he want, every time he scores a triple double, it's 136 to what is it? 136 to 46, right? Is that not a winning record? Is it not? Okay, I, so I can so, answer. So Mike. Huh? So so when my No, man... it is. No, you don't have to answer, but it's okay. Let's also talk about the fact. Right, because we know what it is. I, I did the math. It's a winning record. Okay. Let's, 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 let's also talk chilling. about the fact that he had eight triple doubles in his first six seasons. How many seasons has Russell Westbrook um, played so far? 12. 13, right? 13. So, you're right, this is 13 season. Okay, so that means in his last five years, right? No, sorry, in the last seven years, he averaged how many? A lot. A, a whole lot. Now, that would be about 24 season. And he's still in seven, in seven years, he's pretty much did with, well, of course, it all adds up. Like said, the eight adds up. But basically, he's done people careers in this stat. You know, in in just what seven years, and then Come they want to talk about and then no, okay, no, the cliff notes. No, but I want to. What I really want to get to is yes. what Ray said about counting numbers. Okay, mm. everything is counting numbers. Don't don't try to pick and choose when stats matter and don't matter or whatever the case may be. Because when we talk about Steph, um, three point counting number, which is the thing that he's really known for and his greatness See, or whatever the case the may be. You fell for right? it already. That's his, the his, 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 that's his, his, no, no, that's, that's, a, that's a, is that not a, that's a counting number, right? That's a counting that's number, right? Why do you think Ray laughing at you? Why do you think Ray laughing at you? That's the trap. Is it not, is it not a counting number? Is it not a counting number? Is, 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 is 40, is 40. Do you, baby, do you. Is leading, is leading the lead. Is leading the league in scoring not a counting number? Yes. Oh, man. Yo, Mike, huh? go in, bro. I'm, I'm good, baby. Can we get the right. notes, bro? Come on. Yo, that's the huh? trap. All right, no. No, I'm going to end it off with this. Yo, can you finish? No, you right, taking up all my no, I'm finished. No, I'm, I'm finished. Listen, I, I we have more. a whole show, man. I got to get to NFL. Come on, Come man. on, man. No, you ain't got to get more. to them. But, um, <laughs> no, I got, I got a whole lot more. 
Come on. Like so in I, the last five years, only four players has averaged um tennis. No, we get it. Yo, we got a lot of triple doubles, man. Four we get players. it. Man, can I get my point off, please? We got it, man. We, <laughs> got it, bro. we need the clip six and rebounds. Come on, six man. and rebounds. Come on, man. The next point, the next point, the next guard and rebounds yeah. is 21st, and that's Luca. And how tall is wow. he? Six seven. Westbrook is only six three. Huh? Oscar was six five. Huh? Right. Magic so, was six nine. Huh? Go ahead. Are you done, my man? Thank you. Um, so I saw my man Ray video, and it's interesting, Carl. Me and Ant were just arguing about this last week when we was talking about the top five. And I understand what Ray is saying, and he knows this because we had a little mini back and forth about Russell Westbrook, but then there was that situation where he, um, I think he had like this big triple-double, and Stephen A. said he didn't care. And Russ's response made me text Ray and say, yo, bro, you probably right. I'm going to keep it 100 call. What Ray said, I ain't hear one lie told. And I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to buffer the point of why Ray said, when he talks about winning time, because that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about the 75%. But the question everybody should ask when they say, well, it's 75% of the time he wins uh, when he gets a triple-double, you should ask the obvious question, which to buffer Ray point, what's the 25% when he loses? Well, let me tell you, in the two playoff, if he had four playoff series, right, he had two of them of note. One against Utah and one against Portland. He had a triple double in seven games. They lost all seven of them. They were five and seven. So that's what Ray's point is that you get them triple doubles, but in the playoffs, for some strange reason, it doesn't translate to winning. And the reason why I brought up those series is because that Utah series, he lost to a rookie, Donovan Mitchell. He lost to a rookie led team, four to two. They were favored to win. He had Paul George. The next year, he lost to Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum with Paul George at five games. They lost in five. That was the same Portland team the year before that got swept in the first round as a third seed with Giroux, by Giroux Holiday and Rajon Rondo. This is the point that everybody's talking about. What Ray's point is that it looks good in the regular season and shouts out to him for working hard. But we're not going to keep giving. After a while, I'll give you an example. It's like why nobody wants Giannis, why nobody thinks Giannis is an MVP this year, even though he's getting the same numbers. It's because once we keep seeing you fail in the, rec, in the playoffs, then it starts to take a little bit of the steam of your numbers off. And because we keep seeing him, not even, and it's not just, oh, he's playing teams that are supposed to beat him. He's playing teams he's supposed to win against, and he's losing. Like who? Like who? Utah Jazz and the, and the Why was the, the Utah Jazz was the better team? The Utah Jazz were not the better team that yes, year. Yes, they were His the better team. team. Was, that was the Hold year on, Paul man, George was, Paul George was, I, I believe, that was the year Paul George finished third in MVP voting. Uh, they had the better the team. After, the year after. That, no, that wasn't that year. So they, so who's better? We get to go matchup for matchup. But the point is, was, it's team. a four. It's that's the four-five matchup. In a four-five matchup, it could go either way. But Ray's point is very simple. When we start looking at players and we look at their numbers, that's the first part. 
But as we continue in the season and see what they do in the playoffs, evidently this triple-double, it's not a 75% winning percentage in the playoffs when he gets one. It's a 75% winning percentage, mostly in the regular season. So it, the triple-double is cool. He works hard, but we're not giving nobody extra credit because they work hard. Every NBA, NBA, every NBA player works hard. So shouts out them for working hard. Uh, 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 isn't that why um, you let him finish, bro? Let him finish. Let him finish. Isn't that why Steph is in the MVP conversation? Go, go ahead. We, hard? But remember, but remember, his team winning. Anthony but remember, of course, his team is winning. They just want, they're on a four game winning streak. What are you talking about? But, anyways, that's the trap for you. I know Steph is, triggers you, but the point is very simple. No, it doesn't. It's just that y'all. No, Steph triggers you. I understand it. it. You're triggered by Steph. I understand that. I understand it. We're going to start looking at certain players. And after a while, if you just only get these numbers, and then when we get to the playoffs, we, we know you're not getting out of the first round unless you're a number two. Then now we gotta start we gotta start identifying the numbers. And, and one more thing. I think it's interesting that you noted that through his first eight years, you said he only had eight triple doubles, right? Right. And, but this past five years, he's had all these exponent numbers, right? Right. After after now that now that he has, you know, he has to do it. Right, right. right. But let me right. so what I'm saying is that could mm-hmm. lend to that lends to people's argument of he just only cares about getting numbers so he could be known for that because he can't win nowhere else. How is it if win. he's trying to win? So he just that, wants to foolish. get numbers. That's foolish. If he's trying to, if okay. he's, that's okay. what he's doing okay. to win. Ray, Ray, you had a point to uh, Anthony's um, when he mentioned Steph Curry. It's kind of like an alley. Go ahead. It's funny that, you know, this guy mentioned Steph. Because mm-hmm. it's, you look at, you look around, and, and, and respectfully, I'll let you talk, bro. Please do not talk over me. Let me get this off. I'm, I'm, I'm saying the tone right now. Don't talk over me. Um, you look around at Steph, and you got this vitriol, this vigor for, for, for Curry. And you know what? Everyone knows. That's a lie. That and that's, all right. It's, docu- it's literally documented, so we don't got to go back. It's really not. It is. I'm going to mute, but, I'm gonna um, mute you. I have to mute him. Like, like, if I'm not mistaken, Carl, we did a whole debate. With, with Steph, we did a last couple year. weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, I was on the panel. He was anti-Steph. It's been documented for a very long time. I did a I did a so, Steph KD argument with him, and he didn't like keeping Steph. it real. Is an anti. You know what I mean? Okay, so Anthony, therefore, Anthony, you're gonna have to do me a favor. Let him finish his point. I know it's hard for you to do that. Just let him finish. Okay, can you do that for me? He lying on me. Why? Wait, he, just why? just let him finish his lying. point. Okay, go ahead. I mean, he, he only flourishes when he performs as a jackass. He can't be serious. <laughs> so the, the fact remains is. You come on here, you talk about Curry. Then I look at Russell Westbrook's teammates and, he, and this thing, this lie about help. PG's not help. As soon as they got to Indiana, all of a sudden he remember how to play. That, that's Cat. Victor Oladipo could play. Paul George could play. Uh, um, now we with Bradley Bill. Again, these are talented wing players in the NBA. And somehow Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook are the 10th seed in the Eastern Conference. So this whole thing about he had to do it and he needed this help. That is not a, a true statement. The only person who probably didn't belong in the list that I named was Carmelo, because Carmelo is on the other side of his career and in and, and, and the situation He's overrated. wasn't the best fit. But, you know, okay. PG was an MVP candidate when he played next to a top three finisher in the MVP. Had, had help or How had the better team? Again, it's two different things. Don't try now to don't he, try. A few minutes ago, a, a few minutes ago, because I listened, right. unlike you, I don't wait to talk. You said that he had to do it because he didn't have the proper team. 
Now you're saying something else. You don't even know what you're saying. I, don't I just said the same thing. You just, you just repeated what wait, I just wait, said. Do you, do you just talk to talk? Is that what it is? I think you just like to hear yourself. You just said uh, just, okay, what okay. I just said. But All right, I don't Andres, even know what you said. That's the problem. You just okay. talk. Okay, Andres, what are your uh, thoughts here on what um, Ray said and what Mike said before he left? All right, to counter Ray's point, I understand we don't like doing dealing with like injuries, and if you play, you play. But Russ himself said that he was playing through a torn quadricep like the whole beginning of the year for the first like mm -hmm. 30 games. And you could see it in his stats because once he said he was healthy, he was putting up better numbers. That's for one. That's for one, right? I'm not, I'm not going crazy? No, going but, crazy. You, but, but I mean, I, I always say, it, was he on the court? There we go. There he we was, go. He, but it's the truth. To me, it's not the truth, It's not You're going to tell me. On the court. Listen to me. No, 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 no. Listen to me. I don't no, mean to cut your ass. No, 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 no. Listen to me. I don't mean to cut your ass. You're going to tell me that Kobe Bryant in game seven of 2010 playing with a broken finger, a dislocated knee, and everything of the sort is the same Kobe Bryant that we saw in 2009. That's what you're saying? That's not what I'm saying, but he's playing. But that's what you stated, though, because he was on it the court. It doesn't matter. They didn't have point-blank period. They didn't have the, the game. You played. Y'all trying though. to pick out the fact that he's played with Paul George. Yes. He's played, and that's really all y'all can say post-KD, that he's played. Oh, yeah, and then he's played with Harden or whatever, and it didn't work in those systems yeah, you know, with those teams. Okay. Th 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 these are fallacies because you, you have people, you look around. It didn't at work. 27. You look around at that 2017 Houston Rockets team where they were neck and neck for the MVP vote. That team wasn't up filled with world beaters. Why, why, why were they better? Why were they better? I'm, I'm a, let me, I'm a, I got you, Andres. I'm coming to you. But the fact remains is you said something they about They were a better efficient. team. No, uh, go ahead. You, you said something about efficiency and, and the importance or lack thereof a few minutes ago. I don't know if you remember saying that. It's not important. You, you, mentioned, oh. Kobe you mentioned Kobe Bryant, right? Kobe, Kobe was efficient, and, bro. Kobe was efficient, but at the same time, he, he was not that efficient. Stop yes, it. Was, bro. Bro. Just let him finish no, his point. Not. Just let Damn. him finish, man. Damn. Hit the new button. You not understand? Let him finish. The you don't call. You got the new button. Hit the new button, bro. Come on, man. Damn. Again, it's like you, you got people who, who talk to hear themselves, and then you got people who know what they're talking about. There's a big difference. Kobe Bryant played in the least efficient time in NBA history. And even by the numbers, when you look it up, He's not as inefficient, nearly as inefficient as the people wanted you to believe he was. Then you go back to the efficiency argument. The biggest difference between LeBron James and Russell Westbrook are not the counting stats. It's the efficiency. The biggest difference between James Harden and Russell Westbrook is efficiency. Because why? When you have the ball in your hand as much as you do on offense, the objective is to what, Carl? Let me know. Say again. To <laughs> this guy. <laughs> to score to, to and score what was James Harden one? So can you can you put him back on mute, please? Because I got I'm going somewhere. I don't want to hear him. Um, if the objective is to score the basketball right as many times as you can, isn't the goal as as many times as you can is to be efficient? Isn't that where efficiency comes into play? You can't give it and take it back because you're inefficient. That has been my argument against Russell Westbrook from the beginning. Go ahead, Andres. You have something to say about efficiency. So. To not to counter a race point, but to like to add to it, Russell Westbrook was efficient his MVP year. Every year after that, the efficiency has dropped. Are we in agreement or no? No, I'm not. Okay, I just I, I, I was just curious. When it comes to Kobe, like I don't understand why every you know what's funny. So I'm not I'm not gonna turn this into a a, a Kobe like uh, segment, but like he's he's getting inducted on Saturday, so I'm gonna bring him up. Every single time people bring up a player in NBA history, people talk about, let's say, Dr. J, for example. 
So people say Dr. J um, is better than Kobe because Kobe didn't do A, B, and C. So Kobe isn't as good as A, B, and C, but he's in the conversation with A, B, and C. So how is he not in the conversation? That's for one. Number two, Kobe played in the best, the greatest era of NBA basketball. Whether you're 60 years old or 15, I don't care how old you are, but if you watch the you watch the game the way the spacing was back then when he had Smush Parker, Quan Brown, and no head coach compared to today where people are firing threes. Anthony, you said something about Steph Curry. The reason why the league it is today is because of Steph Curry, not because of Russell Westbrook. Stephen Curry revolutionized the game. Russell Westbrook revolutionized a stat. Steph Curry revolutionized the whole game. In 2015, this man won the MVP averaging 24 points per game. Why? Because every game was a blowout, and the game was. Hold on, wait. How is that not the same thing? How is that not revolutionizing the game? What? Wait, no. What's not revolutionizing? What? You, did you hear? And did you hear his point? How is that did not? No, no, because no, because Steph Curry revolutionized the stat too. Did the three-point the... shot. Right. Every so team in the NBA is, is a stat. A triple double <laughs> is a stat. You can't negate a one stat and say the other stats matter. What? So, Ed, it's clear you did not understand his point at all. No, it's clear his point was wrong. Right. How is? Do you understand the difference between? He doesn't. What is the difference between a three point a three point stat and a, a triple double stat? Tell me. Championships. Listen, tell me. Listen, I'm saying everybody don't have KD in to carry him and get lucky enough yeah. that um the LeBron, yeah. I mean not LeBron, right. but Kyrie and Love get yeah. injured. Everybody don't have that. Can you prove can you prove that they would have won if they had them? Can you prove it? He can't. He the next talk. year. The next year. What if wasn't healthy? About? Can I prove it? If wasn't healthy the next year. That stuff wasn't healthy the next year, bro. <laughs> Who wasn't healthy the next year? But, but again, but again, going by your Hold on, like, like Carl said, did he play? Did he step play? But, but listen, did going by play? your standards, but again, Anthony, I'm going to use what you just said. You said Kevin Love and Kyrie didn't play. Draymond didn't right. play in one of the most crucial games. So you want to throw that out there. I can okay, that that's right one game. What about the other? What about the other six? Kyrie. That's one game. What about the other six? They was out a whole matter. series. It doesn't they was matter. out the whole series. It doesn't matter. That's one game. They was out the whole series. Oh, now it doesn't matter. No, because you just basically talked about a player. Hold on. You talked about missing players. What is Draymond? Draymond was the third player. He was missing his second and third fiddle. Second and third fiddle. You talking about two players or one? So you know what? You know what? No, 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 Carl. Carl. No, wait, wait. When does two? When does one? When is one more than two? Listen. When is one more than two? Anthony, Anthony, Anthony. Do you realize, Anthony, Anthony? Let me tell you. When is one more than two? Do you realize you're wrong? You just try to compare. You just try to compare Draymond Green to Kevin. I'm gonna mute you. Listen, listen, listen. He sounds so much better. Time out. I don't understand how we're having a segment about Russell Westbrook and the entire conversation shifts. Y'all just shifted. No, y'all just don't blame it on me. Y'all just shifted it. Y'all just shifted it. Don't just don't blame that on me. Don't blame that on me. Y'all just shifted it. Y'all just shifted it. You just brought that up. No, I used him as a reference. I used a reference to your hypocrisy. A reference yeah. to y'all hypocrisy. All right, all right, listen, we're gonna keep going in circles. Hypocrisy. I use him as a reference. Y'all brought him up. Okay, so Mike, let me ask you this to close out because I got to move on. So Mike, you don't know so, what you're talking about. Okay, so Mike, let me I do clearly, out. which is why you don't have anything to say. But okay, I don't know what I'm, to, know what I'm talking Anthony, about. Give me a second. That's all you have to say. That's all you have to say. That's all you're not saying anything. You're not saying anything. You're not saying anything. You're not saying nothing. Okay, okay. Again, what's the difference? 
Again, everybody don't have um KD. Everybody don't have KD come save them and rock them. Okay, Mike. Mike. everybody don't have KD to okay. do that. You don't know Mike, what you're talking fill in the about. Blank. Mike, don't, you know? Okay, okay, Mike, you fill know? in the blank to end. Russell Westbrook legacy is um legend who couldn't win. Andres, Russell Westbrook's legacy is a top ten point guard of all time that made triple doubles look easy. Anthony, Russell Westbrook's legacy is call him by his name, Mr. Triple Doubles, top five point guard all time. Book it. Of course, first ballot Hall of Fame. We're not even going to go there, whatever. And, yeah, just leave it at that. Mr. Triple Doubles. That's what his legacy is. Mr. Triple Doubles. Ray Jarvis, Russell Westbrook's legacy is? The results don't match the stats. Carl, Russell Westbrook's legacy is? Mr. Triple Double. Okay. 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 Um, Gentlemen, thank you for joining me here on this panel. I think we've kind of... We went back to back weeks about Russell Westbrook. I think I have to retire this this whole argument. Because <laughs> I think you made this the last segment, bro. No, no this on, is it. Man. It's over for this. Uh, the sports tennis. We will have an NBA special um, for the play-in tournament. We're going to take that on Monday, so please look out for that. Um, and good luck to you guys. Uh, make sure you listen to the great area. I know, and the wrap round table. And I'll talk to you guys soon. I'm not going to get promoted. All right. I see. Oh, uh, Mr. Numbers, go ahead. Promote nah, the nah, nah. I see what it was, bro. Yo, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, covered, bro. you know what? That was for that comment that you made last night about my team. I saw you in the show. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy yeah, the playing yeah, tournament, yeah, 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 We're yeah, going back, know. baby. Hey. Enjoy the playing <laughs> tournament. Everybody yeah, sign a petition. Kobe for the logo. Y'all already know. Sign yeah, a petition. Go to sleep. Kobe for the you logo. Take, you guys take care. I'll go talk to you soon. All right. Well, that was pretty entertaining. We have these guys here. Uh discussing Russell Westbrook. It's the conversation that clearly never ends. For some reason, this conversation goes on and on and on and on over and over and over again. And um, for, for me, I think it's time we retire this Russell Westbrook conversation. Uh, clearly, people are going to love him. People are going to hate him. Um, you can't ignore what he's accomplished in his career. Um, people are going to say, you know, he's not a winner. And everyone's going to have their own set of opinions about it. So I think it's time I lay this Russell Westbrook debate to rest because it's never both sides are never going to agree about it. And I think Anthony, there's something wrong with him and Steph Curry because it is a trigger point. And we know this, anytime you mention Steph Curry in front of Anthony, it just turns into something that you didn't imagine. Because again, we were having a conversation about Russell Westbrook all of a sudden now it's shifted to Steph Curry. Uh, Thank you everyone for pulling up into the comments right now. We're going to talk some NFL. I'm going to bring in my NFL team on deck. We've got the NFL schedule. We'll also talk some Tim Tebow. I have Chuck and Travis in the building. They're coming through. And as you know, um, the NFL never really has an off season. It's the non-playing season, according to Travis, as he comes in. Uh, Travis, how you doing, sir? going on sir are we done with all the madness uh, yes we are we're we're we're, is, we're laying this is, this is the why you're supposed westbrook. to start with us <laughs> listen we're laying the russell westbrook debate to rest i'm sorry we had a a a, a, a simple hold up these guys wouldn't be able to let it go but you guys are here right now chuck how you doing man not too bad how about yourself good good so let's talk into the nfl schedule you guys are blowing up my phone you guys are acting like kids on christmas talking about this matchup and that matchup the schedule's released at eight we have people having leaks so um, Travis is excited because you got the Jets versus the Panthers uh, week one. So you could tell the smile on his face. He's itching to talk, right? You could tell how happy. <laughs> I mean, listen, listen, listen. I, I'm not, I don't get as hype about the schedule release because 
it's it's technically out for months. This is just the day we know when teams are playing when. You know what I mean? Because you know who you're playing the next season. They just don't let you know when. So the fact that, you know, now we know we got the Jets week one, you know, with our new former Jet QB, you know, I guess he'll get an opportunity to show you guys, you know, listen, <laughs> y'all was dumb. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this right. is what happened. This is how good I am when you put weapons around me, guys. You know what I mean? Like, Shut- y'all going to have the opportunity to – and then y'all coming in there with y'all brand new shiny <laughs> QB. You know what I mean? I'm just saying the Jets, eh, it's going to be a rough one for you guys. It's okay. Ooh, ooh. According to Mike Phillips in the comments, he says it's like the WWE. It's like they schedule like it's for booking, for good booking. Uh, Chuck, what are your thoughts here? With the um, unlike Travis, I love the schedule release, and that's only because the NFL is so different compared to other sports because they only play 17. Well, now they play 17 games, so every game matters. And and you you always see the stat that like when a team starts 0 and 2, it's like a 13 percent chance to make the playoffs. So you want the schedule because you want to see what your first two games are and everything. So and and it just brings joy because we're because we're that much closer to the NFL season. It's like the draft, schedule release, OTAs, training camp, boom, the season's here. So I'm hyped. All right. So, Travis, are you are you going to be watching tonight at 8 o'clock, or is it something you'll, you'll, you'll bypass, you'll have one in the background? I mean, I'm certain I'll have one in the background just to see. Because when the schedule comes out, I mainly want to see, okay, when, to me what's important is when when is that bye week? That's what's important mm. to me. Like, mm-hmm. is it early in the season? Is it mid-season? Is it late season? Because I think most teams would kind of like to have it mid-season, maybe towards the late season if you're a playoff team. That yeah. early bye week in the first – if you get that – when bye weeks are usually around week three, right? If you if you get those early couple bye weeks, they kind of suck because then you got a long stretch ahead of you. But that's mainly what I like to look out for when that bye week. Uh, I want to see who's on Thanksgiving, who are the Thanksgiving games. Uh, we kind of knew – that Tampa, I, I heard rumors that it was always going to be either Dallas or the Bills for that opening night. So the fact that they put Dallas there that opening, that's an easy brainer right there. It's the Dallas Cowboys. We all know what kind of ratings draw they are. But it's, it's something I'll have on mainly in the background just to check out when some certain teams are matched up. Chuck, I'm sure you'll be watching the whole thing, right? Absolutely not. Carl, it's, <laughs> it's Wednesday night. I can't. I got to watch Mass Singer, Fire, and then PD. I can't. You're right. You're right. Yo, You're right. Charles, you into the Chicago life, too? You you are, too? Heart. You Travis, you watch the Chicago shows? Yeah, we oh, in there. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. I'm a couple weeks behind, but I be on Listen, it, though. PD, I be on PD it, though. is the truth. PD is yeah, the PD, truth. It's, it's, to me, it's top of It's PD. Fire, then mad. Mad is kind of yeah. Mad, I don't watch, but PD with Boyd. Listen, listen, those are that's my show, man. Me and Chuck go back and forth. Listen, we have a rule though: no spoilers. We'll ask first (laughs) if you watch it, and then when you say you watched it, then we discuss it. That's how we roll. I'm I'm a couple weeks behind. I got to catch up though. I'm with y'all. Nice, nice. All right, no (laughs) doubt. Um, so before I let you guys go, real quick, Tim Tebow was was news before we had the uh the NFL schedule. Um, Tim Tebow is coming back to play a uh, tight end for the, for the Jags. We know it's a, about a nepotism, um, but a lot of, uh, a lot of fans and even players are upset and saying, wait a minute, this guy, Tim Tebow is getting an opportunity and Colin Kaepernick doesn't still doesn't have an opportunity or a job. How is that even fair? So uh, Chuck, what are your thoughts here with that? Uh, first and foremost, I'm going to say, I do not agree with the Tim Tebow signing at all. It's stupid. He hasn't played in the NFL in like a zillion years. 
Urban Meyer is a schmuck. I don't know if I'm able to say that on the live, but that's what he is. Oh, it's you a are. Dumb it's sign. okay. I'm pretty sure it's okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right? But to compare it to Colin Kaepernick is just a lazy take. Kaepernick hasn't played in the league in how long? He's never coming back. He sued the NFL. The NFL is not going to bring him back. We know this. We see it time and time again. We've had discussions on this. It is what it is. As much as we think he should probably get a shot in the NFL, it's not going to happen. So to compare it, you know, to everything is not going to – it's just it's just a lazy take to get people talking. Second off, Carl, you're 100% right, and you said it in your opening. It is nepotism. Tebow only got signed because of Urban Meyer. Before – they signed them. There was no market for Tim Tebow. Teams were not lining up at his door, you know, to come have him play for them. Tebow was not was nothing, not even a commodity, because Urban Meyer wasn't the coach anywhere. But now Urban Meyer is the coach of the Jaguars. They're neighbors. They've been friends since their Florida days. All right, that's why Tebow signed. So stop comparing it to Colin Kaepernick. Tebow was only signed because of Urban Meyer. If Urban Meyer was still retired for his medical reasons, Tim Tebow would not have an NFL job. And you can put quotes around NFL job because he's not signed to the roster. He's going to be in training camp where where they have ninety guys. So he's not even on the NFL roster as of yet. So if he goes there and he shows that he's still doo-doo, especially at the tight end position, he's not going to make the team at all. And I don't expect him to make the team. I just think Myers is bringing him into camp as a voice. That's all. Because to sign him to the to the 53-man roster, that's going to be bad for the locker room, and Myers is going to lose a lot of his guys. Travis, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Tim Tebow and comparing him to Colin Kaepernick? Uh, fans, you know, we see the memes. We see all the time how, you know, uh, Tim Tebow was kneeling and now he's back in the league and Calvin Kaepernick did the same thing and now he's not. What are your thoughts here? I mean, I have to agree with Chuck that it's kind of a lazy take because if you think about it, yes, they were both kneeling. But if you think about it in terms of what they were kneeling for, Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> unfortunately, pissed people off. We don't think he should have pissed people off, but we all know in this country there are things that people take very to heart patriotism and religion so therefore tim tebow was out there kneeling for religion and colin kaepernick in the eyes of people who are not that bright believe he was kneeling against he was going against patriotism which we all know the truth that that's not what he was going against so to sit here and compare the two i think like chuck said is a lazy take but as far as the tim tebow thing i gotta agree with with a lot with a lot of chucks except for one thing i think tim tebow does make the team simply because of (laughs) nepotism (laughs) i I think he's gonna make the team like it's gonna be weird somebody's gonna lose a roster spot because they want because urban meyer wants tim tebow on that team I mean, Urban Meyer is never really fair, right? Nepotism is never It's fair. not. It's not. It's not. It, but, but we all know in life that it's not what you know, it's who, who you know. know. This is no. true. You know what I mean? Very, very so true. to sit here and say that Urban Meyer, he's on a flex trip right now. He wants to go out there and flex his muscle. They made they they ran his strength coach out of town. So now he wants to sit here and say, all right, I'm going to bring in Tim Tebow. You know what I mean? But like Chuck said, nobody was checking for Tebow. Tebow was out here. Didn't he retire from the minor league like a couple yeah, months ago? Yeah, t- he did. And he, he also was in, with the Mets. Didn't he play some baseball for a little bit, right? Something yeah, like that. Right, minor, like, yeah, minor, he, minor leaguer he, there, too. That. Yeah, he was always A lot of people talking about Tim Tebow out here living the life of a make-a-wish kid. Like, he just out here. He, like, like <laughs> oh, fantasy. He getting all types of fantasy camp lives. Like, he get to go to baseball. He get to go back to football. It's just like, I, I, I don't get it. The guy, 
some some people think he's addicted to the spotlight, which may be true. You know what I mean? He might go out here and paint religion all over his chest, but that man sure do need to be in the spotlight a lot, man. But I think it's a ridiculous move I, to sit here and change positions. Why you didn't want to change positions? What was it? Nine years ago when they was trying to make you change positions, dude? Well, I mean, Nine. given the fact of uh, um, Jacksonville, who they drafted, could they bring in, even if they wanted to bring him in as a quick, like they couldn't? I, right? No, no, don't listen. There are opportunities. We all, I think it's a marketing ploy because Jacksonville is near Flor- uh, uh, the University of Florida. So, therefore, you know, he's got a lot of ties to the area right there. So, it's going to sell some tickets. You're going to get some fans in the stands. He might come in there on some Taysom Hill plays or something like that, you know, just to keep Trevor Lawrence out of that. But at the end of the day, this is irrelevant for the simple fact he doesn't need to be on that team. To see him try and switch positions is ridiculous at this point. You had your opportunity to do that nine, ten years ago when they wanted you to. But now all of a sudden, because you ain't got nothing else to do, you want to. But, hey, I'm not mad at Tebow, though. I'm, I, listen, like they said, take advantage of the opportunities that are given to you. It just seems that a lot of opportunities are given to this guy. Mm, yeah, right, right. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me. I think, Chuck, you're going to stick around for some baseball. I got a question. Travis, I'll oh, see you later. Let me know. Wait, when that's you have- it? That's basketball it. was on. Basketball was on here for an hour. And that's so it? what? So what? You know the vibe. <laughs> you get your own pre-show during NFL season. Like you get a whole first hour. All, and first of all, shout, shout out to my man Ed. Always talking about people being emotional. I I seen a load of emotions in the, in that video. You know. All you mean? have to say is Steph Curry. All you have to say is Steph, and he just gets I'm in just his. Say, it seemed like he got a little bit emotional right there. That's all. A I little. Say, that's though. a. That's a other. I had to mute him like four times. What are you talking about? A little. That's the. Hey, most I've used I, the mute I, button. I, I, was try, I was trying to give him some credit. <laughs> <laughs> used the mute button four times. Four. Like, I've never used it that much because he doesn't, he doesn't listen. Like, I'm yelling at him like, bro, come on, man. Let them make their points. You know, Ant's going to be Ant. Exactly. Anthony. Uh, Travis, take care, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Later, fellas. All right. You're watching the Sports Hit List by the fans and for the fans. Chuck is going to stick around as we transition into baseball. I'm going to bring in another contributor, Mr. Eddie Gonzalez. Uh, I have a, a surprise question to ask you guys. Mr. Eddie, how you doing, sir? Are you What's here? What's going on? What's up, Maestro? What's going on, man? Thank you. Oh, for- man, I'm on my Chuck. Yes, you What's are. Up, man? Man. I, normally, I normally don't talk about baseball because the Smoke and Mirrors podcast, they like to steal all the baseball segments away from me. But I think today I scooped them on one because they didn't, they're not going to talk about this. And they're not going to, you know, so anytime I try to do baseball, and they're smart because their shows are on Monday and Friday, the beginning of the week and the end of the week. So they get all the stories. But the media man always has something up his sleeve. So uh, Greg Polius posted uh, a status the other day talking about which pitcher would you go in in game seven. So I saw the traction that it received. And I said to myself, why not ask this question on the show a lot? So I'm going to ask you guys this. A game seven situation, uh, the series is tied 3-3 to win the World Series. Who is your starting pitcher? Chuck. Madison Bumgarner is that simple. The question is not who is the best pitcher over his career. There have been p- plenty of pitchers in, in their careers that have been good during the regular season and then pooped the bed when it came to playoff time. We've seen Madison Bumgarner go out there, put the Giants on his back, and win the ring. So the easiest answer is Madison Bumgarner. Okay. Now, Eddie, you seem to have trouble answering the question in the chat when I asked it the first time. You gave me two-worded answers, and I told you that you failed. So let's try it again. I'm going to give you a retake. Game seven, uh, the series is tied. World Series is tied. To win your championship, your starting pitcher is. Can I ask a question? 
Sorry. Are we going by the image? No, no, no. Are we going by the image or mine? Because the image didn't have the picture I'll pick. Listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask it again, my friend. I'm going to say it one more time. Game Danny seven. Colfax. Because. He wasn't on the sheet. He wasn't on the meme. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. Not on the meme. And forget general, the meme. Sandy, Fol- yeah. Sandy Colfax. Because why? Why? Sandy Colfax was the most dominating pitcher for a certain amount of time, for nine years, ever. His pro- the problem that he's not listed as the best pitcher ever is because he didn't have longevity. He didn't have longevity because he re- he had um I think he had back problems or so. He's he retired early. Other than that, the best pitcher for a certain amount of time, I take the ball with Sandy Colfax. Mm. Now we talk about the other pitches that people mentioned, the Pedro Martinez. I think Eddie, you had mentioned them too, and mm-hmm. when you looked at the picture, um, and and Chuck made his point about Madison Bumgarner, but. Do we have any other possible can like like could a Pedro Martinez be in that position? I mean, yes, but when I think about Pedro, the first thing that comes to mind is when he pooped the bed at the stadium and everybody started chanting, Who's your daddy? Oh, so in two thousand three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. and and then <laughs> he went to the press conference and said the Yankees are my daddy, which, <laughs> is, which shows that it got to him. So I think that kind of eliminates Pedro, even though I love Pedro, but I think okay. that eliminates him. Okay. For me, it's when for me it's when Pedro got schlacked when he pitched for the Phillies. He got creamed in the World Series. And when he was with the Yankees, yeah, when he lost to the Yankees, he was losing two to one. But to be fair, you know, that year though, he was a little older and, and yeah, he was no, he was older, but older you know, that's still right? the Pope, that's still the Pope, that's still in the World Series, you know. As far as it goes, when he was losing, like Chuck said, to the Yankees. It was like two to one games where someone like who was it? Posada. Posada hit the hit the, hit that little dunker to win the game, or, or mm-hmm. to tie the game. I'm mistaken. You know, like I I would yeah. Um, the alt other pitcher. Other pitches. There were some other pitches. I think Greg Maddox was on. Greg that. Maddox. Greg, Greg Maddox Greg was on Maddox. there. Yeah, Randy Greg. Johnson. You have a uh, Kurt Schilling. There's some pitchers who've been in that Ooh. kind of situation. You know, there, there's maybe a like there. a John Smoltz. John Smoltz. Possibly. Smoltz had that classic game, I think, in 95, right? Where he outdueled. It was zeros. Who did he outduel? Maybe it was 92. I see, I see the documentary all the time on it, too. Right, but, 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 but could he be in that kind of situation and, and, and bring it home for you? I think so. I think Smoltz was a big-time pitcher. And then I, I, I know he got moved to the closer role later on in his career, but... I think I would be comfortable with with Smoltzy going out there in a game seven. Verlander. I, I, I might go Verlander, too. Verlander. Verlander in the playoffs is money. Right. Money, money, uh, money. Not in the last World Series, though. <laughs> Remember? Okay, well, let me ask this. Since you guys are, let me say this since you guys are Yankee fans, right? A game seven situation, World Series Oof. on the line, a Yankee pitcher, starting pitcher, who do you go with? Jeez. Ah, you know, I had to stump that's, you. That's, that's a tough, tough. one. Come I mean, on, guys. Don't give me that. Oh, Andy Pettit. I yeah, got Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit. I don't think anything, any of the moment. I mean, like, peak Andy Pettit. I'm not talking about as he got older. I'm talking about up until, like, maybe 2000. You're talking about, like, late late 90s Andy Pettit into 2000s mid, 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 mid to late 90s, early 2000s Andy Pettit. But I mean, listen. You have some candidates. You have uh, um, that might be Cohen. recency bias. Though. You have you, you have Roger Clemens. You know there there are some candidates. Yeah. There. You know, like yes, Mike Messina, possibly. I don't know. It's Chuck. You didn't pick anyone. 
I was going to say Pettit, but I don't want to show, like, you know, the recency bias. I'm trying to think of, like, players from, like, the golden days. Like Whitey Ford? Yeah, like, but I've seen Pettit pitch. I I, I never saw, like, Whitey Ford pitch. So, I, I guess I got to go with Pettit because I actually saw Pettit. You know, I can't comment on, on, on people that I never saw perform. I mean, yeah, we've heard stories and everything, but we never – Watch yeah, but that. I mean, but listen, but the, I don't think that's fair to those people just because you didn't see them perform doesn't mean that they didn't. Right, no, but that's what I'm saying. Right, but I mean, I, I think you have to look at the trajectory of the Yankees history or even baseball history to see, you know, you're right. going into that kind of situation. Who would you put in that with the pressure being on and everything going in there? Who would you actually put on the mound to you get know, you at least four or five solid innings? You can go Louisiana Lightning as well, you know. Yeah, I was going to say Gidry. Um, yeah. Well, if you tell me the closer, we know who it is. But to start, I'm, I think I'm going to have to stay well, with Well, yeah, you know what? I didn't want to go closer because that's the blatant obvious. Everyone's going to know who to go with. Um, I just figured just uh, how many comments that 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 it received. Mm-hmm. I figured I'd ask it here and see what you guys would, would, would think about it. I think Declan's going to come in and, and have his thoughts real quick. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, he, we know he's going to have something to say about it. <laughs> but, but before he comes in, guys, how's the baseball season looking for you so far? About what I thought. Which is what? The Yankees are I, I thought. I thought they usually pick up. They usually pick up after May. So usually, they, I, I I know they usually struggle in April. So I anticipate them having a solid rest of the year. I see them still winning about 95, 96 games, even though they lost like fifteen times. I think that they'll still win about ninety-five or so games. Chuck, I mean, I think the Yankees are going to win, like Eddie said, their their 90, 95 games just based on talent alone. But they've been like dreadful at the plate, and which is crazy because I thought their pitching wasn't going to hold up, but hitting they've been so bad. Hicks has been bad. Gardner, Frazier, Glaber, the like the list goes. Like the only one constantly hitting is Stanton, and which is surprising because Stanton was a strikeout machine. You didn't mention Gary. Yeah, even Sanchez isn't. The whole, the whole team's not hitting. It's, it's, it's just so frustrating just to watch them, like, just look clueless at the plate. And well, Thankfully, and, they moved Hicks out of the three-hole. You know? Right. That, 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 was, that was it. But, but you even saw last night where if they don't hit the long ball, they're not going to win games. Like, they need to hit homers to score, which is really bad. And but that's, that's been dumb. Win. That's been dumb for the past, few, past bunch right. of years. They can't play small ball. They can't. And it's so frustrating. I want to see them call a Florio. They, they need to inject something into this team. This team's dead. They're flat. Yeah. And, uh, and Eddie, do you know what's been making me sick? Like, I want to bang my head into the wall. Every time Stanton comes up, no matter what he does, they show his exit velocity. I don't care if he hit the ball 120 <laughs> miles per hour. If he gets out, he gets out. Mm-hmm. It, it, just because he hits the ball hard d- does not make the out less of an out. It's still an out, so I don't care. They're selling the cyber me- matrix metrics. Yeah, all right, we all have Twitter, everything. We have some more uh, oh. contributors joining us here. Oh boy, I believe, I believe Manny Sheft is pulling up to. Yeah, the- yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. Here we go, <laughs> Mr. Manny, sir. Yeah, how yeah, you doing? Yeah, yeah. So I gotta say, I gotta ask everyone. I gotta ask the same question. Game seven, World Series is tied three three. Who is on the mound to win and take you home? Pedro Martinez. That's it. Plain and simple. I'm going with the man from the motherland. That's it. You can say it's biased or whatever, but Pedro Martinez is literally one of the greatest pitchers. And everybody brings up 
typical Yankee fans like Chuck want to be like, oh, he said the Yankees are his daddy. Are you really serious? We're going because he said they're his daddy. Uh, did he not win in 2004 against the Yankees to win the chip and destroy the curse that was for 86 years? It was <laughs> was he not pitching? Okay, then. Doesn't I had matter. to bring that back up. You, you think I want to bring up 2004? I hate 2004 for that. Come on. Let's be real now. All right? And Eddie, you bringing up Gary Sanchez, what did I tell you? You've been very quiet, and then now you're going to bring up Gary Sanchez. Let me tell you this right now, Carl. Let me tell you this right now, Carl. The Yankees are not winning the World Series this year. It's over for them. Let's go White Sox. That's it. Oh, man. Manny, are you I'm, you I'm telling you Manny. right now, the Yankees are not winning anything this year. Go, go and if somehow, Bobby, in, some, in some miracle, if the Yankees win the World Series this year, y'all can come at me, y'all can give me all the smoke. But I'm telling you right now, the Yankees are not winning it this year. That's it. <laughs> are you, well, that says that. I mean, okay, so M- Manny seems pretty frustrated. I don't know. I don't know if one of you guys pissed him off. Time out. <laughs> you need to time out. You don't read the baseball chat. Uh, you don't read the baseball chat. Come on. I tr- listen, I got a baseball, a hockey, football, basketball, soccer, pro wrestling. I, I'm like all over. So I, I got like seven or eight. It, it's too much. I, I try to catch up. Uh, Declan, real quick, uh, you have a uh, a starting pitcher. For game seven, series tied 3-3, your starting pitcher is? Matt Harvey. Because? No, all time. You did not just treat that as a real answer. Um, Have a good day. Oh. If we're we're talking all-time game seven, I'd have to go with with Sandy Koufax. I mean, what he did in a short amount of time is unparalleled in MLB history. He's, He's the best pitcher of the GOAT, in my opinion. And we have a special guest. He's from the basketball. Uh, he, I, maybe he may be upset at me because I uh, should have uh, kept it that way, right? <laughs> he, he's, he's on the basketball. He's on the football uh, team for the um, time out. Time out. He disrespects baseball on a constant basis. Why should he be no. on the baseball? Listen, my what executive. Kind of my my executive. What's he talking about? Because I know it's just not me. My Anywho, executive. Hold on, time out. Hold on. So time out. So I literally said that baseball is the best sport to watch and play. That's Stop so it. My executive, Mr. Ziggy. Uh, Ziggy said, "Get Andres in." So I listened to my fellow executives. Yes, sir. In. So Andres, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked my panel: a game seven situation, series tied three three. Your starting pitcher to bring you home is. All right. So two things. Number one. The Yankees pitcher is Andy Pettit. Number two, my pitcher for Game 7 is Madison Bumgarner. And just because of this. In 2014, in a Game 7, the Giants were up 3-1. to one. And Madison Bumgarner had like three days rest. And um, the Giants were like, you know what? We're going to give you the ball. He was like, all right, give me the ball. And he went out there and he pitched a spectacular gem. If you've been living on the rock in that Game 7... Um, the Royals had a triple in the bottom of the ninth, and it was, I think, two outs left. Two outs or one. I think it was two. And everyone was like, oh, they're panicking. They're about to lose. And then Paolo Sandoval um, caught that ball in foul territory, did the cross, and the Giants won the third World Series in five years. No Pedro Martinez. No, Ver- I don't know why we brought up Justin Verlander, the perennial choker in World Series. That man has the same amount of World Series wins as I do, and I don't play baseball professionally. So enough with the Verlander talking in game seven. That's all I got to say. Right. I think the, I think a fair point with the Bumgarner thing is that he didn't start that game. 
Yeah, bro. He came in as a reliever. He got uh, the yeah. last 18 outs, if I'm not mistaken. 15 outs. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm breaking balls because the question is who, who's starting. Technically, yeah, who's starting. Yeah. <laughs> so you can just, right. you, you can you, start you, Sandy Koufax, and then you can get, get Bumgarner in the ball. This guy, man. You must be fun at parties, bro. No, you got me. You got me. You got me good. No, no, no. You got me good. You got me good. But, like, think about it. Think about it, though. Go ahead, man. Go, go, go ahead, Eddie. I looked it up in my phone, okay? Um, Sandy Koufax got two World, World Series MVPs, and Madison Bumgarner got one. They both got three World Series, and every time that Sandy Koufax pitched in the playoffs, it was a World Series because you went, to the, went dependent and went right to the World Series. So, realistically, every time he pitched in the postseason, it was the World Series. So. Mm. I'm, I'm with the what? Sandy. Timeout, timeout, timeout. Time what? Madison, what? Look it up. Okay, okay. Andy Koufax, every time he pitched in the World Series, every time he pitched in a game in the postseason or the World Series? It, the World Series back in the day was you win the pennant and you go to the World Series. Yes, That's how it okay. Was. So every time he in the postseason, it was the World Series. You yes. just said every time he pitches in the postseason, they win exactly. the championship. It was the World Series because there is no postseason. There was no ALCS, no NLCS or whatever. It was the World Series. That's what there I'm was saying. only that, so what you're saying is there was only two teams in the playoffs. That's what you're saying. And yeah, it was a World Series. It went from the pennant to the World Series. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chuck. Educate us. Go ahead. In the World Series, Mr. Madison Gum Bumgarner. Bumgarner. Is, All right. Yeah, is four and zero with a .25 ERA. He's given up one earned run in like thirty six innings. That ends the discussion. The goat. The you goat. Are, the goat. The real you goat. Want to talk, you want to talk about a discussion right now? We're, we're giving the whole goat thing. Bumgarner is not a Hall of Famer. Well, he's so, not a Hall of Famer. That's fine. He's not going to be a Hall of Famer. So we're, we're, if we're going, we're going with gonna be all the, the, the best playoff pitcher of our generation. Not, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. He's not going to be a Hall of Famer. Out of all the greats who have played baseball, you're telling me you're going to roll out game seven. And no disrespect to Bumgarner. He's a hell of a postseason pitcher, one of the best in that regard. But you're saying out of all the play, pit, pit, out of all the pitchers to play baseball, you're going to take a guy who's not, not even going to be in the Hall of Fame. And I can oh, wait, Okay, let me ask you this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let the professor answer that question. That's easy. You go based off experience. Madison Bumgarner has been in those situations. Numerous times. And regardless, of, regardless, regardless of his – and not making the Hall of Fame. It's the same thing as asking someone, you want a three-point shot to win you a game who has a better chance of winning, regardless if that person's even in the Hall I of Fame. I want Iguodala. Sorry. But you, know that, but you know that person is successful at what they do. They have the experience. They have the <laughs> resume. If you – just told us. If you're going to tell me – experience. Listen, Declan, in my humble opinion, if you're going to tell me would I rather have Kershaw's career or Bumgarner, 120%, I'm going to say Kershaw. If you're going to tell me, would you rather yeah, have I'll, Bumgarner's totally. postseason success or Kershaw, you're going to put a gun to my head and I'm going to say Bumgarner. Can we all agree on that statement? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to I'm not gonna put a gun to your head. But yeah, that's, that's a fair <laughs> Declan, yes? Madison Bumgarner will be a Hall of Famer. I don't he think so. He doesn't have, he doesn't have, still better. Doesn't have the doesn't have the regular season. I'm uh, telling you, I'm telling you, based off his postseason that's gonna get him in. All right. I don't uh, think so. First of all, can I just say something about Sandy Koufax really quickly? He yeah, had an ERA under one in the he had an ERA under one in the World Series also. So it's not like one one there, was it was it point thirty seven? That's that's that, that, Eddie. That's a great point. He pitched mornings. 
Madison Bumgarner only pitched 36 innings in the World Series, and this guy pitched 57. By the way. Can it I say one thing before y'all before y'all end this? Based on what everybody has said about Madison Bumgarner, he should be in the Hall of Fame. I think so. Because I, because because if you see it like this, we we go by playoff success, obviously in the regular season as well. There's probably guys in the Hall of Fame, and I'll probably do the research for it. I don't have it now, but there's probably guys in the in the Hall of Fame that are terrible in the postseason, but they're amazing in the regular season. So at the end of the day, it's like just because. You don't get that many wins. Like, look at Jacob DeGrom. The man barely got wins in his early on in the career. Wins is not, not a pitcher stat. But they still finish? acknowledge it, though. No, they, but exactly. Yeah, I mean, so why do they – so why is it still counted? It's not a exactly. pitcher stat, though. But they still count it, though. They're it's still not looking a pitcher stat. stat. So what, hold on, so, hold on. So it's what's a the, stat. It's just meaning. So what's the purpose? Exactly. So, so okay. it's a stat, though, so, but you just said it wasn't a stat. It's a stat. Exactly, but it's a stat. It's a stat, but it's meaningless. It doesn't have any correlation to the pitcher. It actually does in a way because it's a team. No, it does not. Team game at the end of the day. No, it does not. So then why do they keep count of it? So then why do they keep count of it and keep record of how many wins and losses they have? Because because someone it has to go like on their resume on their on their games, but it's not. It means something. Listen, they keep track of it. No, I don't understand. Like we like, I hate when we try to rewrite history. We can do. We can do this another day, bro. We can do this another day. How are you? But how do you try to tell something? Hold on, you're missing the numbers. And then when we actually bring up numbers on something, a specific stat, you say it's not a stat, and then you try to flip it. Wins is not that, a pitcher stat. Like when you look at a pitcher A and pitcher Again, B. So then it's not a stat. Why don't you pitcher? talk? So stop, we go by stop, stop, so stop. we go by losses too. So losses. No, don't we don't look at either, losses right? either. Who cares well, about losses? Is great you don't care about losses. No, it's not a great conversation. It's just trying to break down. They keep it as a stat. Clearly, they keep wins and losses. Whenever but they do the opening not, graphic, they tell you how many wins and how many losses they have. What, so makes how is pitcher, it? what makes pitcher A better than pitcher B is now wins and losses. That's what I'm trying to say, bro. But Andre, Andres, 20 years ago. The great too. pitchers win. The great pitchers no, win. No, DeGrom is not a great pitcher. No, 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 no. He's the exception. <laughs> what? He's no, we're not. No, 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 no. Come on, you see this, right? Hold on, hold on. Can you say something quick? pitchers win. Look, who, um, Greg Maddox. 350 wins. What was his ERA? What was his ERA? Who? Greg Maddox? Greg Maddox. Like 3.1 something. Okay, that's a great ERA. Okay, he was a great ERA. But it, but he, it's in the conversation. When you hit, when people have a stat saying, how, who's going to be the next pitcher to win 300 games? That won't ever happen. Matter. Rick Porcello has a, has a Cy Young on his, on his, um on his shelf at home that has Justin Verlander's name on it. Um, Listen, listen. At the end of the day, for me, when, when you say it's not a stat, they keep it as a stat. Like it, it may yeah, not. Mean, I just said it's not a picture, but it's still. It, it's not. But they keep. Well, look, Declan wanted to say something. Declan, what were we gonna say, bro? Yeah, Talk okay. to us. What What I just wanted to know was, Eddie's out here saying that, okay, we can't. Jacob Degrom is the exception. Andres, I want to know why having an exception is a problem. If we're gonna make an exception to an entire statistical column, because it's not. Wins. Oh wait, let me raise my hand. I'm sorry. Because it's not just Jacob Degrom. There's numerous pitchers. How many times has Garrett Cole went out there, gotten seven innings and ten strikeouts, and the bullpen blows it? I don't know. I mean, he also went 19 and 0 in 20 starts and got the win every time. So because because he has the greatest offense in baseball. What? But that's my – you just used – Garrett Cole is a horrible example. You could have named probably 30 other pitchers before Garrett Cole, and I would have been like, oh, that's a good example. What like, was Garrett Cole's like, ERA? Like 1.27? Like, like oh, 1. Listen, 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 Andres, you just gave me an idea. Less, 
You, you yeah. just gave me an idea for a new segment I'll start working on for possibly next week. You know, yes, talking sir. about what's there moving. We go. All right, I got to say one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. So if you're believing on the rock, ESPN did a story on Drew Robinson. And if you know me, I am someone that speaks against mental health because I've suffered from mental health issues. I don't like to talk about it, but Carl knows because I text him from time to time because I deal with a lot of anxiety. Um, Drew Robinson, he tried to kill himself, I think it was last year, and he lost his eye in the process. And yesterday in a AAA game, he hit a home run and he was pointing at his parents that everything was okay. Um, it's okay to speak up. It's okay to be alone. But you need to, if, if you don't feel comfortable telling someone, you need to find someone that you feel comfortable with, whether it's a psychologist, whether it's your best friend. If you don't feel comfortable with your parents, there's always, so, there's someone out there and you're wanted and you shouldn't feel alone and you shouldn't feel for a reason to um, kill yourself because suicide, it should never be an option. It should never go through your thick skull. So shout out to Drew Robinson. Shout out to Jeff Paston for covering that story, covering well, because opening up about something as serious as that is not ever easy. And I also want to give a shout out to Jalen Rose because he was crying on the set, um, remembering his mom and his grandmother. And I told Carl this numerous times. And if you know me, I've said this like at least 10 times. You only get one mother in life. Like, that's it. Like people trying to say it's the same thing with parents and stuff. But your mother is the one that brought you into this world and you only get one of them. So appreciate her while she's here, because the day she's gone, you can't say sorry for whatever action you may have caused the last 24 hours. That's truth, man. Listen, when it comes to mental health, I mean, everyone is going through something. Um, I struggled with it myself and, and I'm not shy to say it, 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 it's, it's, it's hard out there. And I think we, we should never underestimate mental health and you can't tell someone how they feel or how they should feel. Um, and, and everything you said about moms is true. Like I said, in my post uh, in social media, I'm a mama's boy and I'm not afraid to say it. I love my mom. And, um, and, and I'm sure everyone here uh, has. Same that. So <laughs> we all, we all understand it. And Andres, thank you for that, man. And always being outspoken to talk about topics that are not just sports because we are humans, you know, and we At all the end of the also, you know, you guys are not alone. And I said this to Carl, and I know plenty of people have reached out to Carl during this whole pandemic. The sports hit list is what got us continuing going because we actually get to speak about a lot of stuff. Yeah, we argue, we fight, we do all that, but it's one big family at the end of the day. Sure. So, sure. you know, Andres, you battling something, we all are. Everybody's battling something. And we here in Sports Hitler's family, we're family at the end of the day. So we could drop a message. And anybody says something else, they can catch these hands. Yeah, Manny going to pull up. I'm here. Man, Manny going to pull up real quick. I know, listen, if I get into a dog fight, I got Manny on speed dial. He's going to be the first person I call. I'm not even allowed you on that one. He's going to be the I'll first probably person. probably a Rob Lee. That's right. <laughs> you guys take <laughs> you guys... Can I say something real quick? Real quick, real quick go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Andres, I wanted to say this to your face. Kareem oh, is not... God. Overrated. Oh, we're going back to this debate. I don't get. I don't get these Good chances. Night, everybody. No, you know, come on. <laughs> come on. That's in four. That's in four. We'll see about that. Manny, take care. You guys, take care. I'll talk there to you guys. Better, brother. Take care, guys. Oh man. See you guys. Sports hit list by the fans and for the fans. Carl Coulanger as these guys exit out. Uh, thank you to my panel for joining me here on the show. Uh, we had a great time today. Uh, we talked some NFL. We talked some hockey. Uh, a little bit of hockey, did some hockey updates. We talked about some NBA, the NBA play-in tournament. Um, we, we're finally putting that Russell Westbrook debate to bed. For people to understand that, like, that debate is clearly over. We, we, we're not going to address it anymore, especially on the live. You guys can talk about it in the comments. Uh, we definitely talked about some uh, NFL and some Tim Tebow. Now, for those who have, may have missed the show and you want to find out where you can tune in, uh, the replay will be available on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It is available on YouTube. You can also check it out on um, um, 
Apple um, and I believe Spotify too. So you can check it out on Apple Podcasts and, and Apple uh, Spotify. Please make sure you support the sports hit list by the fans and for the fans. You also support the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You have a ton of shows week long that you can go out there and watch. Make sure you download the app. You can go to the website. A lot of content coming for, for you. Let me give you a rundown of the sports hit list shows that you could check out. Tomorrow is my wife's show, The B Show. You could check that out at 5 o'clock. We got Smoke and Mirrors at 1 o'clock with Declan, Steph, and Greg on Friday. Uh, this Sunday, we're going to be doing a pay-per-view, um, WWE Backlash or WrestleMania Backlash. I don't even know why they're calling it that. But we will preview that live at 6 o'clock, and we'll also have a post following it. And then on Monday, you can check the Smoke and, uh, Smoke and Mirrors back at 1 o'clock. And the Falco takeaway Tuesdays at two o'clock. So there's the rundown of all our hit list content. Uh, thank you to all the fans for the love and support, for pulling up to the comments, for liking, sharing, subscribing. Make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe to us on you on YouTube, the Sports Hit List, Instagram, Sports HL. Uh, you can find all of our content. And again, thank you to all you guys for always being uh, loyal and, and coming to watch the show. Truly, truly appreciate it. A special shout out to all my contributors. Um, and um, I will talk to you guys soon. Again. This Sunday, please make sure you tune in. WWE uh, WrestleMania Backlash, we will have a live. We're going to start doing lives for pro wrestling. No big pro wrestling guy. So we'll break down the pay-per-view and then we'll follow it up with the post. So make sure you guys uh, tune into that. And again, tomorrow we will have the B Show. Friday is Smoke and Mirrors at 1 o'clock. This is Carl Coulange for the Sports Hit List by the fans and for the fans. And I'll see you guys soon. Take care. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.